Good morning, petals. Oh my goodness, I'm so thrilled to be recording this podcast. I know that I have recently taken a little break. I think it's been about two months since I've posted an episode. And the reason being that life got incredibly messy. Things got messy, as they do. And sometimes in those moments when life can feel so overwhelming, we can put so much pressure on ourselves to try and do all the things and be all the things for all the people. And sometimes that's possible, but sometimes that can be incredibly toxic and almost a bad distraction for yourself. So instead, what I've been doing is focusing on the things that really, really, really needed my attention. And I let things that I could relax my focus from I let them kind of sit for a bit. Um, And that allowed me to show up in the areas of my life that really, really needed me. It helped me to create the balance for myself. It helped me to give myself the time to feel and think and plan and calibrate all the changes that are happening in my life on this side of the world. Um, But in the interim, whilst I was taking a break from the podcast, so many of you have sent me beautiful messages asking, where is the podcast? Why is there no episode? I've just found your podcast and I've listened to all the episodes and I'm waiting for the next one. And honestly, to anyone who sent me one of those messages, whether it was on a WhatsApp or in a DM on my Instagram or in a comment or an email, whatever it was, I received them in all sorts of ways. And I just want you to know that every single message felt like, it felt like you were reaching into my chest cavity and tickling my heart. Honestly, it was just so joyful. And words of affirmation is my love language. So anytime anyone writes anything to me, even if it's just thank you or I miss you, or in this case, oh my goodness, I love your podcast, when's the next episode? It honestly, it just tickles me. It's how I receive love. And so I appreciate you all so much. And I'm so grateful for you all, not only listening, but being patient with me while I was having my little break. But I am back. And today I'm recording an episode for you. Um, A really important episode, I think, about a topic that we don't discuss enough and a topic that actually affects so many of us. And that is imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is that feeling that you are not worthy of your success. It's a feeling that you may have just got there by accident and that you are not worthy, you are not deserving, you are not good enough, it's not you, it was a mistake, you're a fraud and any minute now everyone's going to turn around and realize you're a fraud and ask you to leave. So if this sounds like something that you've experienced, then stick around. Let's get messy. Kate Schroeder, a certified life and success coach. I'm a dating expert, a feminine embodiment junkie, a runner of retreats, and the author of a soon-to-be-published cookbook. I empower women with feminine magnetism skills that allow them to attract and sustain high-value relationships in dating, business, life, and love. This podcast is your invitation to join me, to come and sit in our mess, to share openly in a safe space with no judgment, because I, like you, am an ongoing work in progress. Welcome, darling. 
So before we get into today's topic, let me share with you a little life update. So I am recently back from a two-week vacation in South Africa. So beautiful. It was so good for my soul. I spent almost a week, maybe four or five days in Cape Town with my sister. Hello, Ratty who, as you know, is just my favorite person on the planet. And then we flew to Johannesburg, where we spent, I think, two days before our parents got there. Um, and in those two days, we were able to go to some beautiful restaurants, eat some amazing food. Ratty and I actually decided that Johannesburg is our food porn city, way more than Cape Town is. I mean, we love Cape Town and we love the food there. Um, but we just adore the food scene in Joburg. So it was so nice to be back there. But anyway, so that was us in Joburg. And then my parents arrived. And then we went to the Kruger National Park, which if you are not from South Africa, it's in the north of South Africa. And it is a massive big game park. So game, I'm talking about wildlife. So essentially, we were on safari for about five days. Um, and let me just tell you, it can be incredibly challenging to be in a car all day with your parents. And Ratty and I both do a lot of work on our personal development and our mindset. And we both spend a lot of time looking at why it is we do things. Why do we think the way we think? Why do we behave the way we think, behave the way we behave? Why do we react in certain ways to things? And so often when you do that kind of work, you're able to trace it back to your childhood. And I'm not about blame and saying like, oh, I do this because my parents did that. I mean, no, not at all. But once you can become aware of something, it's very enlightening and that helps you then to reframe it, reshape it, to change it, to grow from it and to develop yourself. But let me tell you, to sit in the car with your parents and to see certain dynamics play out when people get stressed or, and you think to yourself, how on earth can you be stressed on safari? Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, my parents are avid photographers, which means that when we see something, we must stop and we must take photos, but we must be in the best position for this and the car must be off at this and you must be off the road, but sometimes you have to be in the road to get the right angle. But then when you're in the road and another car comes and suddenly it's your fault and oh my goodness, it was so dramatic. And Ratty and I, because I was doing all the driving, um, and Ratty was sitting in the back. And we would often just look at each other in the rearview mirror and just make eye contact and just smile. And we would just laugh and we're like, oh my God, so much of how we react and how we behave makes so much sense in this moment. But honestly, it was so beautiful and it filled my heart with so much joy. It was my mother's 60th birthday. So it was a lovely, lovely trip. Um, I'm actually going to do a whole episode on the park, on the bush, because... I learned a lot. I learned a lot from nature and I learned a lot because I was doing all the driving and just sitting there. I feel like it's very similar to walking when you can get downloads from the universe and you get answers to questions you didn't even know you had. Anyway, so that's my little life update. I'm now back in Dubai. It is hot as balls. It is the height of summer and it's just ridiculous. Um, and a lot is happening behind the scenes for me in my business. I have recently signed up to work with a new business coach. Coaches need coaches. And we are starting to work on my business and restructuring things. And there's certain things that don't resonate with me anymore. And there's certain things that I want to do more of. And there's things I need help with. I don't know all the things. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that you can do for yourself is to admit 
when you don't know something and to ask somebody else to help you to do it, to get that kind of support. And that's actually why I love working with my clients and I love my group coaching programs because not only do you get to work with me and you get access to me and you get to ask me all the questions, but you get amazing support from the other women in the group as well. And when you are feeling something or thinking something or worrying about something and you share it and you hear, even if it's just one other person in the group, although honestly, it's usually the whole group, to turn around and say to you, oh my goodness, I feel the same thing. or Oh, I felt that before. Or, oh, this is what happened to me. There is such a sense of community and you just feel so seen and so heard and so supported. And it's that kind of environment that actually helps you to, to make the steps, to make the changes, you know? So, yeah. I'm working with my beautiful coach and my ladies and my group coaching program are getting the same kind of support. It's all about investing in yourself and up leveling. All right. But anyway, let's get into imposter syndrome, right? As I said, imposter syndrome is this feeling that you get that you are not worthy of your success. And then, I mean, I was going to say fantastically, but I can't think of another adjective with F. I don't know why I was saying that. Uh, but what I find so fascinating, there it is, fascinating is that imposter syndrome affects up to 82% of people. 82% of people are going to suffer from imposter syndrome at one state, at one point in their lives. Now, I like to think of imposter syndrome more as a tendency instead of it being a type of person or a personality trait. I feel that this is way more compassionate and offers you a bit more grace because what it means is that we're not splitting into groups. We're not saying that the world is compromised of imposters and non-imposters. Instead, what that allows us to say that in any given situation, we can all act in a way that is harmful to ourselves. And some people respond this way more often than others. So some people tap into these feelings of imposter syndrome more often than others. Now, imposter syndrome really does and really can rather show up in all aspects of your life, right? But your imposter syndrome is this mindset, this thought of I am in the wrong place. I don't belong here. I got this job or I'm in this situation by chance or by luck. It's never based on, oh, I'm so skilled, I'm deserving of this. Instead, an imposter syndrome sufferer is thinking, I don't belong here, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, excuse me, um, I, I don't deserve this, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm an absolute fraud, I'm not qualified enough for this, I'm not educated enough for this. Any minute now, everyone's going to turn around and they're going to realize that I don't belong here and they're going to ask me to leave. And when you are having those thoughts, that starts to cause you to feel incredibly frozen, incredibly stuck. It stops you from actually taking action. It can stop you from taking chances, from speaking up, to, from putting yourself out there for new opportunities. Now, I talk about imposter syndrome very much from a professional front because I think that's almost the easiest place to recognize it, right? If you are at work, if you work for a corporation um, and you are in a team and you are looking around you and you are seeing other people being successful, other people winning accounts or speaking up or launching ideas, getting promotions, uh, winning awards, being successful. 
it's easy for you to look at that and think, oh my goodness, I'm out of my depth. Everyone around me is so much more qualified for this and they're so much better suited for this and they deserve to be here. And in doing so, what you're telling yourself is, I don't deserve to be here. I'm not good enough for this. And likewise, if you are a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, much like myself, where you don't have anyone around you, but you are constantly looking at other people and you might see other people in your field doing amazing things. Maybe they are developing amazing products or launching courses, uh, growing their business in some way. And it's so easy for you then to think, oh my God, look at everyone else. Everyone else is so good at what they do and they're so successful and actually I'm shit and I don't belong here and I don't know what I'm doing. And Eventually, I'm just like, I'm going to do the wrong thing and everyone's going to realize that I'm actually so shit and I'm not going to get any clients and my business is going to fail. And it's this spiral of thoughts that can really take you down into a horrible place, a horrible mental state, right? Now, uh, imposter syndrome, it affects both men and women, but it affects women more. Women are more prone to feeling um, imposter syndrome. And it's not only your average Joe, like you and me, you know, it's, it's people that have, have obvious success, where they have been, their success is measured publicly by the amount of people that, that praise them and about how successful they are in the world. For example, Maya Angelou, the author, she was also a dancer, a poet, she was a civil rights activist. She wrote, she wrote 11 books, 11 books that were bestsellers that are still remembered now. She passed in, I don't know, I don't know, it was not like long ago, 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. Um, but there was a quote from her, which I don't have access to right now. I should really make notes for these things. But anyway, um, there was a quote of hers where she said that even though I've written 11 books, every single time I do, I think to myself, I have, is she, what did she say? She, I think to myself, I haven't, I don't deserve this. I'm not good enough. They're all going to realize that I've taken them for a ride. Something along those lines. And essentially what she's saying is that she has imposter syndrome. She knows. She's made, she's written 11 books. Even on her 11th book, she was thinking as she published it or as it got out there into the world of like, oh my goodness, everyone's going to realize I actually don't know what I'm doing. Another famous person who admits that she's suffering from imposter syndrome is Michelle Obama. It's Michelle Obama. You know, you are very obviously successful. You very obviously belong. You are doing good things. Mike Myers as well. Uh, you know, Mike Myers, he was the voice of Shrek or from Austin Powers or Wayne's World or my personal favorite. I don't know if you've seen this, but there was a movie in the 90s called So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh my God, I love that movie. That's my favorite role of his. Um, he plays him and his father in that movie. Uh, but Mike Myers too, he is obviously successful and he has often said that he has these feelings of what am I doing? How did I get here? I have no talent. I'm just here on luck. You're not. You're clearly very talented. But that is the power of imposter syndrome. It is those thoughts, those thoughts that you are thinking of, I am not good enough. I'm not skilled enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not educated enough. I don't belong here. And so what happens then is that, as I said, it's almost like this fear. Now you don't want to take chances. You don't want to do things. You don't want to take action. You don't want to advertise your products. You don't want to put your hand up in a meeting. You don't want to speak up. You don't want to go for a promotion. You are frozen almost 
in fear because of your imposter syndrome. And the way that fear affects your nervous system, as soon as you start to feel fear, the amygdala, which is a real small organ right in the middle of your brain, your amygdala, it goes to work and it alerts your nervous system, which sets your body's fear response into motion. So then your body starts to produce stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, and that increases your blood pressure and your heart rate. And so you actually start to feel that fear. And often that fear, now your mind, your brain wants to protect you from things that are scary. So if you are perceiving putting yourself out there, whether that is speaking up in a meeting or hopping onto an Instagram story um, or recording a podcast or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is that you perceive to be fearful, your brain is going to do its job. Your brain is there to protect you. That's all it wants is to keep you alive. That's literally its purpose. So it's going to do its job by preventing you from doing that thing that is scary for you. And that's what's so dangerous about getting comfortable and getting stuck in your comfort zone. Once you have mastered a skill and you become an expert at that skill, that becomes very comfortable to you. And that is now your comfort zone. And it's really good to become an expert and become the master of a skill for a while. But you don't want to get stuck there. You don't want to only do that thing and be that thing for the rest of your life because that's too comfortable. The entire, I was going to say the entire purpose, but let's not say the entire purpose of your existence because I'm sure there's a lot more available to you. But one of the purposes of your existence is to constantly be growing, to be evolving. That's what life is all about. So if you become an expert and a master of something and you just stay there and you never step out of your comfort zone, you are no longer growing. So imposter syndrome, those feelings of I'm not good enough, I don't belong here. Actually, these can be very good if you learn to reframe them. So instead of thinking of them as this is so bad, I'm not good enough, so I'm just going to stop. Instead, how you can think of that is, I feel so scared to do this and I feel like I might fail and that I don't belong here. But you know what this means? It means that I'm growing. It means that I'm about to potentially learn a new skill. And if I learn that new skill and I focus on it and hone that skill, I could become an expert and a master at that skill, which means that I'll be leveling up, which means that I'll be growing. And then once you're in that space and once you become the master of that, then you have to go again to go to your next level and your imposter syndrome might show up again. But if you can start to think of it like that, that your imposter syndrome is actually working for you and it's something that you can use as a catalyst to, to push you, to strive, to be better, that will actually help you to take action in those moments instead of listening to your little amygdala, amygdala and being stuck and just stopping and not doing anything. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So imposter syndrome shows up in various ways for various people. And there was a beautiful book that was written by Dr. Young. I can't remember the book, but she did a, a study on imposter syndrome. And she actually categorized imposter syndrome into five different categories, right? So you might, you might recognize yourself in maybe one of these. Oh, I did write it down. Where is it? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Okay, so the types of imposter syndrome. Number one is the perfectionist. This is someone that is always looking for things to go perfectly. So any errors are considered a massive failure, which leads to feelings of shame and guilt. 
right? So maybe you recognize yourself in that. And how that would translate to your imposter syndrome is because you're so worried about things being perfect that if they're not perfect, you think that you've failed. And then you start that whole cycle of, I failed, I'm not good enough, I'm not successful, etc., etc. The second category is the superhero. So this is somebody that their success is based on how many different roles they can play. Oh, look at me. I'm the parent. I'm the partner. I'm the boss. I'm the friend. I'm the, I work in the tuck shop for school, but I also, you know, I, I'm on the teachers or the parents committee. Um, I'm also in the book club and I'm always hosting the book club. And when I host book club, I don't just invite people over and serve them pizzas. No, I cook an elaborate meal. I buy party favors. I have a theme, you know, that kind of person, the superhero imposter. So it's all these different roles. And if they can't play them perfectly, they feel like a fraud. They feel like they're not good enough. The third category is the expert. This is somebody who seeks to know everything. So in the face of even the slightest lack of knowledge about something, they feel like a failure. So this can show up even in a conversation. How often have you been in a conversation with somebody where they're talking about something and they say, oh, do you know about X, Y, and Z, right? Maybe, do you know about manifestation? And you sit there and you think to yourself, oh, I don't really know about manifestation. And it's okay, not everyone does know about manifestation, you know? Only if you're really into it, only if you believe in energy and law of attraction. And well, not if you believe in it, I mean, it's real. But if you practice it, if you acknowledge it, then you would be very knowledgeable, knowledgeable about it. But if you don't, you wouldn't be. So you might find yourself in that situation where people are talking about manifestation and you're thinking, oh my God, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know anything. And because you don't know it, you immediately feel like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I'm so stupid. I'm a failure. I don't belong here. And darlings, that's 100% not true. If you are the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. Honestly, I used to love to be the smartest person in the room until I realized that that just means that I'm never going to be pushing myself. I'm not learning anything new and I'm not growing. So I love to be in the room with people that know more than me, that know different things to me. I don't mind anymore. And sometimes I do. Honestly, I'm not a perfect person. I will often catch myself still falling into the old trap because I recognize with the expert imposter syndrome. And I would fall into that trap of like, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. I'll just pretend. I'll just, if they ask me, I'll just say, oh, yes, no, absolutely. From simple things. Sometimes, oh, have you read that book? Ah, uh, yes, I have read that book. And I think to myself, Kate, you haven't read the fucking book. Why don't you just say you haven't read the book? But in my mind, what's happening was, oh my goodness, if you say you haven't read the book, everyone's going to think that you're an idiot. They're going to think that you're stupid. They're going to think that you, that you don't belong here. They're going to ask you to leave the group. So I would just say I've read the book. Isn't that ridiculous? But you might recognize yourself in that. The fourth category is the natural genius. So this is somebody who expects to meet high goals quickly and effortlessly. And things, when things get difficult, they feel very ashamed. Right? So the natural genius also likes to get things on the first try. When they try something new, they like to, they like to master it on the first try. Or they think to themselves, oh my God, no, I'm not good at this. I'll never be good at this. Um, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I don't belong here, I'm not successful, etc., etc., all the things. Now, I also can very much uh, resonate with the natural genius. Um, it sounds like I'm declaring myself a natural genius, but I'm really not. But I do often, if I can't do something very quickly, then my automatic thoughts used to be, 
the ones I've mentioned a hundred times is I'm not good enough. I don't belong here. I'm not smart enough. I'm not educated enough. This is so much easier for other people. Other people can do it. So I, if I can't do it, that must mean that I'm a failure. Right. So again, that's something that used to come quite naturally to my mind. And I've had to work a lot around my mindset to steer myself away from that. And the fifth uh, category is the soloist. This is somebody who needs to do things alone without help from anyone because they interpret needing help as a sign of their own weakness and failure. Right? So you might recognize yourself in this where you might be incredibly overwhelmed at work. You might have so many projects on the go and you don't ask anyone for help because you think to yourself, if I ask, if I ask um, Susie to help me, she's going to think that I can't handle this. And if she thinks I can't handle it, then that means that I'm not good enough, that I'm not qualified, that I'm not supposed to be here, that I got this job just by luck and not on my merit or my skill. So if you are a soloist, you will actually stop asking anybody for help. So those are the different categories of imposter syndrome. So you can see there is so much around that um, and different, in different ways that it might manifest itself for you. But the good news is that you can overcome imposter syndrome, right? And one of the things that I would recommend that you do is, as I say, is to start to change your mindset, become really aware of these thoughts and counteract them. You know, when you say to yourself, I'm not good enough or I'm not successful, you say to yourself, I am good enough. I might not be good enough. I might not be good at this task right now, but I'm prepared to put the effort in to learn and I will become good at this task. That's a growth mindset. That's opening you up for growth, for progress, right? Something else is you can start to keep a brag book. And this is a little book, or you can have your notes on your phone of every single time you do something well, every single time, whatever it is, you write this down and you celebrate your success. Really celebrating your success in a way that feels good to you. I, again, like to bring in the five love languages. I think it's so important to understand what your love languages are and not only for how you give love to other people or receive love from other people, but also then how you're going to give love for yourself and to yourself. So for me, mine is words of affirmation. So if I want to celebrate my wins, I will do so by sharing my win with somebody else, speaking it out loud and telling someone, you know what, I did this thing and it actually really felt so good. By hearing those words and hearing me speak about myself in such a good way, that feels very loving and empowering to me. Right? Um, another way to do that is to write things down because those are also words. So I'll write in my journal, right? I did this really amazing thing. This felt so good. I did this thing and I didn't think I could do it, but I did. Um, if your love language is gift giving, maybe you celebrate your wins by buying yourself something, you know, if it is physical touch, maybe you celebrate your wins by giving yourself a massage or going for a massage. Maybe you need to give somebody a high five and have that physical connection between somebody else, whatever it is. I just honestly believe that your love languages are so important when it comes to your own personal, personal celebrations and your personal love showing to yourself. So celebrating your wins is really, really important when it comes to imposter syndrome. Um, and that's it. I think I'm going to leave it there for the day because I've just realized the time and I'm 24 minutes late for something. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go. But I just wanted to 
talk to you about imposter syndrome and just bring it to the table because it is something that can be so horrible and so heavy and it can keep you stuck and keep you from taking action for yourself and showing up for yourself. And really what you need to realize is that you do deserve to be wherever you are. Wherever you are in whatever room you are in, you actually do deserve to be there. You can create that space and that place for yourself. You are worthy. You are enough. You are smart enough. You are intelligent enough. And maybe you haven't mastered all the skills yet, but if you are showing up from a place, a growth mindset, and from a place of wanting to learn and wanting to grow and doing so with an open heart and an open mind, then you will be able to master any of the skills that you are trying to. And you will start to feel more comfortable. You will start to feel brave. You will start to create that momentum. And when you create that momentum, it is so much easier for you to keep going. The last thing that I will say to you is hire a coach or work with a mentor. So, so, so important. I do this work with my clients. and I'd be so happy to talk to you about how I can support you. But if you don't want to work with me, darling, that's absolutely fine. Find somebody else. Find someone that you trust. Find someone that you resonate with. Find someone you feel comfortable with. Someone who is not going to, you know, just let you get away with things. Somebody who is going to nurture you, but push you at the same time. And it's going to help you to reframe your thoughts, to show up for yourself, to take the action and to become your most amazing, beautiful, wonderful, best self. So on that note... Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for remaining here and for listening to this podcast and for keeping me on my toes and making sure that I post another episode. I love you and I appreciate you so, so, so much. Go and have yourselves a fabulous day. Mwah.